You're listening to Positively Anti-Inflammatory, the show for people just like you who want to keep inflammation down and your spirits up. I'm your host, Alyssa Abrahamson, functional nutritional therapist and wellness coach. Today and every Wednesday, I'm here to be your coach and your guide as I offer insightful ways for you to lead a positively anti-inflammatory life. Hello and welcome to episode 117. Today, we're discussing macronutrients. <laughs> macronutrients in the house. I am going to give you an overview of macronutrients, what they are, what they do, why they're important. And there's a lot of questions about counting macros. Do we need to track them? We'll discuss that too. All right. So, well, first, if you if this is your first time listening to Positively Anti-Inflammatory, welcome. I'm so happy that you're here. And for those of you who've been following along for a while, you are probably more familiar with my approach. And I just want to make sure that you all know where I'm coming from. So my interest and approach uh, my interest in an approach to health and wellness is, well, <laughs> it's not about counting and it's not about tracking. It's about connecting with ourselves. It's about learning to love and nurture and explore ourselves. And I take a very holistic approach. I'm not a mainstream conventional nutritionist by any means. I tend towards alternative and and uh, and place a lot of value on the emotional and the spiritual and cultivating self-awareness and self-kindness and self-compassion. Those are all key. And I believe there's so much wisdom held in our bodies and in our souls, and that it's part of our life's journey to reconnect with ourselves on a deep, meaningful level. And this supports and guides our healing. And so in terms of, you know, when we think of macronutrients or macros, I think that some of our brains might go to, you know, exercise or fitness and, you know, weight loss and all that. So, you know, in terms of fitness and exercise, I have said this before, I'll say it again. I'm, I don't go to the gym. I'm not a gym person. I never have. I am more of a go on a walk kind of gal or take a dance class or water aerobics or yoga or hula hoop or dance. And I have rheumatoid arthritis. It's a chronic autoimmune disease. And, you know, that's just (laughs) where I'm coming from, from a lot of my um, approach to healing and wellness. And also, I, many years ago, I have recovered from eating disorders. And I've mentioned this on the podcast before. And, you know, that, that sort of life experience for for me did have um i guess an impact and influence on on my control issues and things you know thoughts about being you know a perfectionist and you know overachiever and black and white thinking and all of that so my personal healing journey of chronic pain, chronic fatigue, and all, you know, with rheumatoid arthritis and all the emotional and mental and spiritual challenges that come along with having a chronic illness really has informed me in my journey and how I help and work with people in cultivating a more soft and self-compassionate and nurturing approach to health. 
and self-compassion, both tender self-compassion and fierce self-compassion. So when we think about this idea of counting or tracking macros or, you know, counting calories for that matter, it's not what I do. It's not what I'm interested in for myself or the people that I serve and that I work with, but rather my focus is helping you let go of all or nothing thinking, of helping you saying farewell to, you know, the diet culture mindset and guiding you to cultivate a harmonious relationship with food and with your body and with your with yourself but at the same time it's super important you know knowledge is power so it's super important for us to understand nutrition and have an understanding of how various foods impact our health and well-being so before we go into exactly what, you know what counting macros means and all that let's first get a handle on what what are macronutrients and why are they important are you ready okay great so when we think about nutrients in our food it falls into two main categories there are macronutrients and there are micronutrients macronutrients are nutrients that your body needs in large amounts hence Macro, they are, excuse me, they are proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. Macronutrients provide your body energy and calories needed to maintain body functions and to carry out the activities of daily life. And then we have micronutrients, and micronutrients are the nutrients your body needs in smaller amounts, so micro. And they're classified into two main categories, vitamins and minerals. So Micronutrients are also essential for life and health, but they're needed in relatively small amounts. So some examples of micronutrients are vitamins A, C, D, E, and K, minerals like iron and potassium and zinc and calcium. And go back and listen to episode 88, what are micronutrients and why you should care to learn all about micronutrients. So we need a mixture of micronutrients and macronutrients to stay healthy. So again, macros or macronutrients are essentially what our bodies run on. Macronutrients are the structural and energy-giving caloric constituents of our foods. So with macronutrients, carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, we need to remember that each macronutrient provides an important role in the body. So what do each of these macronutrients do for our health? Well, first, there's there's carbohydrates or carbs, and they give your body immediate energy. Carbohydrates are really like the body's you know, quickest and easiest source of fuel, and they're the preferred source of energy for your brain. So, you know, if you're running around, running errands, and you haven't eaten, and you're getting hangry, and what do you want? You want something quick, (laughs) carbs. Your brain and your body need that because you probably, you know, maybe you haven't eaten in a while, and you need a quick burst of energy. But the issue, just in general, with like a heavy carb diet is that they don't give you the long-lasting sustainable energy or long-lasting sense of fullness. So what do carbs do? Carbohydrates provide the body with glucose, which is the main you know type of sugar in the blood. And so carbohydrates provide the body with glucose, which is converted to energy used to support bodily functions and physical activity. So when you eat carbs, they are easy, they're easily they are <laughs> they are either used for immediate energy or 
they're stored in your muscles or liver as a reserve as a reserve source of energy. So where carbs might get like a bad rep is that is when you eat too many carbs or you know too many carb calories and you aren't using all the carbs you consume. And so excess carbs then can be stored as fat. All right, so on to protein. So protein helps build and repair your body's tissues. Protein provides amino acids, which are essential for building muscle and skin and blood and important structures of the brain and nervous system. Yay, protein. And then third is fat. So fats are actually the most calorically dense macronutrients. They so they're your source of long-lasting energy compared to carbohydrates. So fats are essential for vitamin and mineral absorption. They aid in reducing inflammation, and fat is important for achieving satisfaction or feeling, you know, satiated for feeling full with meals. And fat is vital for brain development, cell function, hormone balance, and fats provide insulation for tissues and they protect and fats protect your organs. So go back and listen to episode 80. Don't fear fat, where I discuss all about dietary fats. So now I want to give you just some really brief food examples of each of the three macronutrients. But first, I just want to be super clear that all foods, all wholesome foods, (laughs) contain all three macronutrients. Foods though, are generally labeled by their primary macronutrients, okay? So all foods contain all three, but foods are generally labeled by their primary macronutrients. So examples of healthy carbohydrates, um, well, first, contrary to some beliefs, not all carbs are bad. It's those the simple carbohydrates found in, you know, foods like candy or baked goods or fruit juice or soda or white bread. Those are easily, you know, they're, they're digested quickly, and can give you a sugar rush, but then they leave you feeling fatigued, potentially, and really aren't nutritionally supportive to our health. So the carbohydrates that we want to focus on are those complex carbohydrates, which are found in fiber-rich vegetables and fruit and dairy and legumes and whole grains. So these wholesome foods, these complex carbohydrates, are digested more slowly than simple carbs and have beneficial necessary nutrients that support our health. And so we want to incorporate those into our daily diet, into our daily diet. So really, a really short list of healthy carbs are, you know, whole grains like quinoa and oats and fruits like blueberries and apples and vegetables like um, beets and broccoli and squash and legumes like lentils and garbanzo beans and dairy such as milk. So then protein. So you know, most foods contain some amount of protein, but animal-based foods like red meat, poultry, fish, eggs, and dairy are the most complete sources of protein. So compared to plant ta- plant-based proteins like bees, beans and lentils, nuts and seeds, animal um animal protein contains all 20 amino acids and it's it's easier for the bo- the body to absorb and utilize animal protein compared to plant-based protein. So I always recommend staying away from conventional meats, you know, think, you know, processed 
crappy meats and fish. You know, we don't, we're not focused on, on, you know, Jimmy Dean and fish sticks here. So what we want to focus on is consuming ideally organic and grass fed um, beef and wild caught fish and pasture raised poultry when possible and pasture raised eggs when possible. So then when we have, we've got healthy fats. So fat is mainly found in healthy oils and animal products. So some example of healthy fats are those those fatty omega-3 rich fish like salmon and sardines and mackerel and um, nuts and nut butters, olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, butter, avocados, olives, Um, eggs, bacon, grass-fed beef. All right, so those are some examples of foods with the three macronutrients. So now we've got a basic understanding of what macronutrients are, what they do. And we just, again, want to recognize that each of them provide nutrients and each macronutrient is vital to health. And all of them work together to bring about wellness and all, and, you know, all all the foods contain all food contains all three macronutrients, but again, they're generally labeled by their primary macro. So the USDA, the United States Department of Agriculture, has some dietary guidelines that they they make a re- recommendation for adults for like the quote um, AMDR, which is the acceptable macronutrient distribution ranges. So for carbohydrates, they say, it should account for 45 to 65% of your daily calories, protein, 10 to 35% of your daily calories, and fat, 20 to 35%. So what we really, really need to remind ourselves is that everyone's different. You're a unique individual. Nutrition and wellness is bio-individual. There is no one formula that is, that is fits everyone. Some people need more protein than ours, others. Some people need more carbohydrates than others. But essentially, the idea is that if if you're eating a well-rounded balance of these three macronutrients and you're mindful of that, carbohydrates, fats, and proteins, that's what we're going for. Okay, so what about tracking or counting macros? What does counting macros or tracking macros mean? Counting macros is the process of tracking how many grams of each macronutrient you consume every day. So why would someone do this? So why would someone track macros? Well, people, you know, track them for different reasons, but generally it's about, you know, eating the quote right ratio of nutrients to help with fitness or wellness goals. And you've probably seen that, you know, tracking macros is really popular in the fitness community and, you know, one reason can help ensure, you know, can help ensure that someone is, you know, getting enough protein to, vi- to build, you know, muscle mass. And, you know, if and when you do count macros, whether that, you know, the idea is that it's it's really important, like I said, that each person has specific needs and the macronutrient ratios for each person will vary on your age, your activity level, level, sex, so many other factors and circumstances. So, you know, what if what if you feel tracking would be beneficial? What if you feel tracking your macros would be helpful for you? I think that you know, often people want to track 
because they want to feel in control or they want to feel safe, that they're either eating, you know, the quote, right amount, you know, or to provide structure to a diet. But we need to remember and keep in mind that our, our bodies are so amazing and our bodies are so smart. And when we slow down and we take the time to learn, to listen to our bodies, to listen to our body's messages, you know, regarding hunger, regarding fullness, regarding just the way we eat, how we eat, and, you know, with with satisfaction around eating, this can really, really, really help us. And, you know, think about it. It's like we have, you know, humans have existed and thrived for what, a few million years? And <laughs> and have we been counting macros or calories, you know? No. Calories weren't even identified as a unit of energy until, you know, the the early 1800s. And and think about this. We <laughs> our cell phones, so we've only had cell phones and apps that track our food intake since what, less than 20 years. So, you know, we can certainly feel good and thrive and be in touch with our body and what helps us along and helps us reach our wellness goals without tracking or counting, whether that's on your phone or not. So if you, you know, I did do an episode why counting calories is BS. <laughs> that's episode 81. So that's of excuse me, interest, go back and listen to that. And, you know, speaking of calories, the one question you might be asking is, well, why would someone count calorie? Why would someone count macros instead of counting calories? One thing that people say is helpful by counting macros is that it ensures some that some essential nutrients and, you know, essential nutrients are incorporated into your diet. Whereas if you're solely focusing on calories, you know, counting calories just generally doesn't take into account, into account nutrients. So it's like, you know, I'm just thinking of myself, you know, back in the freaking my teenage or 20 years, it's like if I'm counting calories, you know, I could have hover a number of Oreos and that would fill my calorie quota for the day, you know, versus if you're doing macros, then you are looking in the carbohydrate, the fat, and the protein. Okay, so, and then what about people who want to lose weight? Okay, do you need to count macros to lose weight? No, no, you do not. You don't even have to count, you do not have to count macros to lose weight. And you know what? You do not have to count calories either. What is vital, what's important to really consider and to look at and to be aware of is your food choices and the and and focusing on the quality of the food, focusing on real wholesome foods found in nature, staying away from processed foods and foods that are inflammatory to you. So I mean as far as I'm concerned, honestly, <laughs> one of the first things to focus on in terms of reaching your, you know, health goals is is really developing and cultivating a holistic wellness approach to your life. This includes your mindset. This includes focusing on, you know, not this. This is not just about focusing solely on food and nutrition. And I think a lot of people get wrapped up in that, and then they they aren't aware or recognize how important so many areas of your life impact your wellness. So 
the other thing is, is like we have heard about diets where one macronutrient is deemed, you know, unhealthy and should be removed. And the problem is, is that can create a lot of confusion around food. And we need to, again, recognize that all macronutrients are important to our health, even if we see some diets out there that severely restrict or even eliminate some macronutrients. You know, contrary to diet culture and some diet practices, it's I, it's my belief. I believe that we need all three macronutrients, protein, fats, and yes, carbohydrates. So, you know, what what are my issues with tra- tracking and counting and why? Why don't I do it? Why don't I advise my clients to do it? I've talked about this um, a little bit here. I've talked about this throughout the podcast in various ways. I think that, you know... <sighs> The amount of attention that you can pay to counting or, you know, weighing or measuring or recording food and can 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 leave us feel can leave you feel less connected with your body and kind of more in your head and um, perpetuate some potentially unhealthy thoughts. And if we focus on counting or tracking macros, you know, it it really can fuel potentially any already on any unhealthy or obsessive thoughts and habits in people who may have a history with eating disorders or people with a strained a strained relationship with food or you know perfectionist thinking self sabotage and so you know because like when when you're counting or tracking and you're so focused on that this 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 can also limit your ability to actually connect with yourself and listen to your body and your hunger cues. And it could, might, it might hinder developing a trusting relationship with yourself and with food and with your body. And, you know, I know that many people have specific health goals and, you know, targets that they want to achieve. But also, I think most people simply want to feel good about themselves. They want to feel good in their bodies and live healthily and feel really confident in their life choices. And I I believe that instead of getting hung up on counting and tracking, that learning to prioritize yourself, learning how to connect with yourself, prioritize your health and your needs, that that is that comes first and cultivating self-compassion and support and 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 you know exploring supportive lifestyle habits that really suit and enhance your life and your goals and how you want to feel and be in the world that 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 is number 1 i think before you change you know any part of your nutrition making sure that you are focusing on your heart and really opening up to understanding a very holistic approach and then recognizing that so much of this begins with your thoughts. It begins with your beliefs about yourself and your mindset, your thoughts and your beliefs about food, your relationship with your body, all of that, you know, the thoughts you're thinking and that, that is where 
we can go deep and really explore that. So you come to this beautiful connection with yourself. So then making changes in whatever area of your life just comes more naturally. And in addition to your thoughts and your beliefs and your mindset, you know, there's also, you know, how's your sleep? How's your hydration? How are your relationships? How's your relationship with yourself? Do you need to say more? Do you need to say no more often? Do you need to say yes more often? So I think, you know, it's all about if you're really looking to create long-term sustainable habits, counting or tracking isn't sustainable. It just isn't. It's not the way. I mean, let's get real. Nutrition, nutrition-wise, you know, focus on hydration and, and then just incorporate more produce, <laughs> fruits and vegetables and cut down on processed foods. The, you know, focus on that first and and focus on developing a loving and supportive supportive relationship with yourself, food and your body. And if you need help with this, I'm available. I would love to help you. Let's talk. Reach out to me through my website, thewellnessheadquarters.com. You can email me directly, info at thewellnessheadquarters.com, and we'll set up a call. We'll have fun. It'll be meaningful. It's easy. I'd love to hear from you, and I look forward to connecting with you. And there you have it, macronutrients. I hope that this episode gave you a solid overview of what they are, why they're important, and that, you know what, you simply do not need to track them, in my opinion. So thank you so much for joining me today. And until next week, say something nice to yourself, slow down when you eat, and say yes to rest. Hey, if what you're hearing resonates with you, I created a free resource just for you, Anti-Inflammatory Living, The Essential Guide. To get your free copy, head over to guide.thewellnessheadquarters.com. That's guide.thewellnessheadquarters.com to receive your free anti-inflammatory living, The Essential Guide.